there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then just, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the ladies. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was, that was the, the case. Welcome was the to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. My name is Luke. I'm Salt. I am Cam. I don't know what my intonation was, but I'm glad, <laughs> Salty, you backed it up. <laughs> good, eh? Okay, then. Well, oh, boys, are we having a good time this week? Oh, uh, yeah. No, 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 that was last time. You got it wrong again. Havana, <laughs> good time. Ah, uh, are we yeah. having having a grand old time? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How far did you guys drive yesterday? Uh, what do you mean? Well, yesterday, you could have driven anywhere you wanted in Victoria. Oh, okay. Uh, I went out to Moorabbin. I didn't drive. A friend of mine drove. Right. So that's pretty far from here. It's outside of the 15K. Yeah. I went to Werribee today. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Was that, was that way yesterday? Pretty exciting. Went to Geelong yesterday. Well, Werribee oh. South, I should say. You guys could have almost carpooled. Yeah. Wherever South and Geelong aren't too far. No. What were you doing in Geelong? Yeah. What were you doing? Just went for a drive down there for shits and giggles. Went and looked at an antique centre. Cool. Went to uh, Pop Culture, which is like like a massive pop culture shop down there. Mm -hmm. Did you get some comic books? No. I've got a local comic book guy, mate. I don't fucking cheat on him. Uh, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Almost caught you out there, didn't we? Yeah. (laughs) Did you get a, get yourself a Funko Pop? Nah, but I I did I oh, look I did bring home reasons four thousand seventy five and four thousand seventy six of why I shouldn't be allowed to have my own money. <laughs> Go on, <laughs> you don't have to say if it's too embarrassing. <laughs> it's not embarrassing. I'm I'm not embarrassed that I'm a All Star right, we'll Wars the, fan. We'll, we'll be the judge. Yeah, bought a couple of a couple of display pieces. I'll I'll put a I'll put I'll put a little photo in a. In our chat, and you can tell me whether or not I've been too nerdy or not. What's a display piece cost, may I ask? Oh, enough. Okay, <laughs> I'm just going to Google it as soon as you send us what it is. I bought two. I bought two display pieces because they go hand in hand, mate. It's like... Mm. Oh, uh, okay, hand in hand. Is it? Uh, is it Joker and Lady Joker? No. Mm. They're Star Wars related. Yeah, I did oh, say okay. it's Star Wars related. Ah, right. Luke Skywalker as the Joker. No. <laughs> I just put I put a picture up in this like. Is it the little thing that pops up in the garbage chute, the little eye thing? <laughs> and the beam that they use to 
they try and use to wedge it. No. That's a little helmet, a little Darth Vader helmet. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. See, that's, yeah, that's good. They're like, if you're ever piloting a little starship, you've got a helmet handy. Yeah, but they're like one-to-one. They're not like little. Yeah, right. They're not little helmets. They're like full one-to-one size prop replicas. Okay, not 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 crazy expensive. No, they're not. They're not super expensive. Oh, this is cosplay gear. Is it? Is it one you could pop on your head? Yeah. Yeah, right. You, have you done that? Uh, the the Luke X-wing pilot one I have. The Darth Vader one. My head's too big for it. Ah. I was just looking at a bunch of NFT guys who've started buying, or not buying, but uh, renting tungsten cubes. So this seems like a massive step up from that. Tungsten cubes. Yeah, you, you buy like a timeshare in a in a cube of tungsten, and you can go visit the the cube once a year. Why? Because uh, you've bought the NFT of it. But what? What's? But it, it's a it's an F an NFT with an actual physical tungsten cube attached to it. But the cube's too big to like mail out to you, right. so you can go visit the cube makers and visit your cube one time a year. Why a tungsten cube though? What's the significance of it? I don't know, mate. What's the significance of a little monkey smoking a joint in JPEG format? <laughs> a monkey smoking a joint. Um, I followed uh, one of the NFT like accounts that tweets out how much you know when a when a NFT's gone for a lot of money. Yeah, it's like a bot, uh, and just crazy. I had to unfollow it because it was just daily updates of tw- tens of thousands of dollars of yeah, just pictures that aren't very good. <laughs> Yeah. And all look similar. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Some of them some of them that are making huge amounts of money, like the effort versus income that these people are making, mm. it's nuts. Mm. I know I know you've gone all in on NFTs, Salty, but all in. I, I do find nothing funnier. Well, that's not true. There's lots of things funnier, but I do find <laughs> slightly wryly amusing like NFT guys on Twitter being like, I just bought this thing. And then all the replies are just like, I just right clicked on that, saved it. (laughs) (laughs) And then the original guy's like, I'm not, that doesn't make me mad. And they're like, are you sure? (laughs) Because I just just right clicked and saved it again. um, I've got two of them. It's it's like such a cliched response at this point because it happens to all of them, but it's always hilarious. (laughs) <laughs> it's always a, it's just a fun a fun joke, and you know what doesn't hurt anyone. No, I, like I, I I've bought a few now. I think we've talked about this, right? Mm, I, I hadn't bought any, but then then I, I went and bought a whole bunch of them, just because there was a pro there was a project that was like randomly generating characters, like mm. out of art components, mm. and the art was really fun. So I was like, oh yeah, I'll fucking generate some. Did I show you guys the kangaroo one that I was getting? Pr- promoted on instagram i think i tweeted about uh, it i think so and it was just the same thing it was just a kangaroo and different yeah that's what uh, a lot of them are yeah it was oh that's right um it's like this this guy this one hates an uber <coughs> for some reason that was his personality that i'd put on instagram he hates an uber right. i was like i don't i don't it's a little personality trait that anyone has i don't is, think. is this the kangaroo yeah on, like, does he is does he love taxis or is he just yeah. off that whole he's thing? A, he's a taxi I, guy. Yeah, it wasn't really clear. Um, if you look up Aussie Mate CO, all one word, Aussie Mates IO on uh, Instagram, you'll find them. 
Multi-mate. I mean, I reckon there's people out there who don't like Ubers. I don't know how many kangaroos there would be where that was like the dominant trait of their personality. So to describe this one, um, they all have ridiculous abs and quite muscly and he has tribal tattoos. He's got Australian uh, like headgear, like a rugby league or rugby union headgear. He's holding a goon bag. Mm -hmm. He's got green Ugg boots on. Tribal tattoos. Yeah, uh, and he says, that one mate who can't say no to another one hates an Uber and is usually found in the kitchen at kick-ons overstaying his welcome once everyone's gone home. Uh, what? I think that's less that he has strong opinions about public transport and the f- forms it should take and more that he doesn't like to leave the party. Uh... He, he hates an Uber. Everyone's like, time to get an Uber. Get out of here. Go home. He's like, no, I'll just stay here. Let's crack on. Okay. Now it makes more sense. It doesn't really, though. <laughs> like, there are better ways of saying this guy fucking sucks and won't leave a party than hates an Uber. And why do I want to buy an NFT of this asshole? Yeah, he's not really selling it. Um, so they're not minting yet by the looks of it. So they're just still doing... Yeah, I think they, they were connected. I went into a better rabbit hole and they were connected to an account that does shoeys, shares a lot of shoeys. Right. Mm-hmm. And a rag- In a rag- <laughs> It's definitely well, the, a brand. The first one on their Instagram page is, is one of those kangaroos doing a shoey. Ah, there you go. Uh, and then I think a rugby league player is attached somehow who likes a shoey to that brand. It's all it's all connected. I was just going to say, uh, in the hypothesis parlance, this whole podcast has been a shoey up until this point. Should we say what we're going to talk about? Yeah, we're talking about kangaroo mm-hmm. NFTs, right? Yeah. This week uh, we're talking about the Gimpy Pyramid. Just let me... Let me go back on that for one second. Yeah. So when they open up minting, you'll be able to mint up to six random Aussie mates for 0.05 F- Ethereum each. Okay. So okay. we should get in on this? 0.05 is like 280 bucks. I'm not getting in on that. Can we? Could we mint Robbo? I'm already <sighs> minted, baby. Call me... Call me a lamb chop because I am minted to the max. You are a minty boy. Um, <laughs> this week we're talking about the Gimpy Pyramid. Yeah. Yeah. What's the Gimpy Pyramid, Cam? Oh, uh, this is this is complex. And this is like in the news at the moment as well. Yeah, which made it even more complex. So the Gimpy Pyramid is an archaeological site in Gimpy or just sort of five clicks out of uh, Gimpy in Queensland. And on yep. our Tin Can Bay Road for those from Gimpy. That might not have heard of the pyramid. Yep. Someone just went, and Tin Can Bay Road, Road, that's only five miles from my house. <laughs> uh, it's entirely possible they haven't heard of the pyramid as well if you live in Gimpy. Yeah. So it's a pyramid. It's uh, just outside of Gimpy and it is, uh, a, it's disputed. So I think. For lots th- of different reasons. Well, why did you get onto it, Robbo? I don't know. It must have came up. I must have seen it somewhere, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that seems like something we'd talk about." Yeah, it seems and it absolutely is. Seems fairly cut and dry. <laughs> yeah. Um, the the first problem because I after researching this for like two hours, I realised that I hadn't actually seen a pyramid at all. Mm. And then it turns out there's no pyramid. Yep. It's not. It's not even remotely a pyramid. You <laughs> there's could, no part of this is a pyramid. You could say it was a hill. Yeah, it's just like a little rocky hill, right? Yeah, and there's like rocks scattered around. 
but yeah, so I think I got onto it because it was in the news. So it's in the news now because the Queensland roads want to put a road running through it, and there's a indigenous and I'm, I'm, I'm we'll get onto them soon. Indigenous protests happening there, where they're like, you know, we can't have a road through it. It's a sacred site. We're not saying it's sacred because it's a pyramid, though. Right. We're saying it's sacred because of the indigenous, um, you know, things that happened here, and you can't do it. And then, like, so the f- protesters were forcibly removed, and so that's becoming a bit of a thing. I, I think that's probably where I first saw it because it's like, oh, there's a pyramid and there's a protest. Um, but yeah. If you, Cam, I'm guessing you looked into these protesters and immediately knew what was going on. Well, so I guess, can we just talk about the pyramid first? Sure, sure. So the guy that discovered the pyramid is this guy called Rex Gilroy, yeah. who we have talked about on the podcast before. He's one of these guys who reckons Egyptians, ancient Egyptians were in Australia a long time ago, right? Uh, possibly even before the indigenous uh, population arrived. Mm. Uh, I know I've sort of known of him for a while because he occasionally pops up at like white nationalist adjacent to be incredibly generous events. Right. (laughs) uh, Talking about this stuff. For some reason that crowd is like super into his theories. Um, Weird that we've Mm. we've talked about how sort of massively racist (laughs) all of these ideas are before. But yeah, he reckons. Uh, yeah, he's come across this pyramid. It's uh, or it was the remains of a pyramid. There's a, there's a stone wall nearby that is of unusual construction. Mm-hmm. Uh, he reckons he found uh, there was cactus from like South America growing nearby. Yep. And they also reckon they found a statue that hadn't been made by the indigenous people. The gimpy and, ape. Yeah, the gimpy ape. And there were also some crude inscriptions on a stone block that was dug up. Mm. And so he he's got like this idea that the pyramid is uh this Egyptian thing but then he also brings in this cactus stuff. <laughs> so there are there are other other amateur archaeologists who reckon that it was uh some Incans or some mm. Mayans that popped over for a little visit. Yeah. Or that it might have been there's other people that say oh it could have been the Chinese <laughs> popping over. Building a quick uh, observation platform in the style of the Ming Dynasty, and then fucking off. Yeah. So, who was this guy you're talking about? What was his name again? Sorry, Rex, Rex Gilroy. Gilroy. Yeah. Okay. So I watched him, uh, but there's another guy who's a, I think he's Serbian, Seymar Osmanagic, and he reckons it's the Mayans, but they were also aliens. Yep. Descendant from the mm. Pleiadians. So there is a Mayan connection on a couple of those. But so what were these aliens doing out at Gimpy? <laughs> what were they not doing at Gimpy? Um, the inscriptions on the rocks you mentioned, did you see them? No. So he's basically gotten stones that have, you know, weather, they're weathered in some way, and he's drawn chalk on them <laughs> to emphasise the inscriptions on the stones. And even with this massive effort that he's gone to to draw inscriptions on the stones with chalk, just looks like squiggles. Just looks like nothing you'd ever look at and go, oh, that's, whoa, that's proof. It's just like, yeah, that sucks. Um, same with the, do you guys see the Gimpy Ape carving? Mm, so this is, uh, according to Rex Gilroy, this is a 3,000-year-old statue of the Egyptian god Thoth. Yeah, which looks nothing like that statue. 
Uh, it looks like a bad. You look like a rock. Looks like a chunk of rock that maybe looks like it kind of has a bit of a face on it. Yeah. But like Thoth is like a ibis. Where's the beak, mate? Mm. Yeah. What well, would have fallen off? Uh, ibis beak will be withered over the years. Yeah. So it's just a head. So what makes it, what makes it Thoth like? I think they also claim that that one is Ganesh as well. Right. Because um, I was watching. I watched a couple of streams about this or people talking about this and they'd show like, you know, oh, they found these things there like like this, you know, ape thing. And they also found, uh, you know, coins and uh, statues of Ganesh and all these things. Mm. But you, the photos they showed for the stuff that like, like the ape thing, they were the real photos from the site and it just looked like nothing. But then the other, like the coins and stuff, they'd use pro- like footage of proper actual ancient coins. Like... There's no evidence that, like, you know, they weren't ever on the site. They've just kind of slid them in and into these videos and gone, yeah, they found these too. Uh, it seemed it's obviously a little bit sus. At one point, there was supposed to have been like a uh, stone circle on the top of the pyramid. Yeah, mm. I read that. Like, that. that's another thing that Rex Gilroy claimed, right? Like, the, yeah. some 30 meter wide carved, engraved stone circle. It's like, because you've been watching Stargate, mate. Well, like that seems like it would be the smoking gun that there was something here. Uh, And some guy found a photograph of it and it turned out to just be a photograph from France. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I've seen that photograph used and like replicas of it, you know, drawings and stuff of it, like looking full on Stonehenge, Uh, which is crazy to think of because there's nothing there. (laughs) Like where would that have gone if it wasn't, if it was there? You can't just hide a Stonehenge in Gimpy. Um, they, also, guys... they also found an obelisk or yeah. like nearby, uh, which uh, could not have been made with um, modern tools. It was made with soft metal tools. Mm. And an archaeologist confirmed that Aboriginal people had not made them. Uh, except when they asked the archaeologist about how he'd found that, he was like, I never told any, I never looked at this thing. I never <laughs> told anyone about it. <laughs> Um, there's also a triangle cut into the into the rock. Did you guys see this triangle? It's uh, tell us more. The, there's one stream I, I watched. I must have been on a couple because I was using footage from all the other ones that you see, uh, and it's just this triangle on a rock. And the lady talking was it's a ma- machine cut perfect triangle that a human could not cut into rock. Yeah, it'd be so perfect. I've never seen. <laughs> A jankier looking rough <laughs> triangle in my life. Like it just looks like a hole in the rock. You know, there might have been some water dripped on it over a period. <laughs> just triangular like, water? Maybe. I don't know. It wasn't it was it's so generous. I think she even said, you know, it would have had to be cut with a laser. Like how would they have done that? Yeah. Like, oh my lord. <laughs> the triangle's like not the most complicated shape either. No. Yeah, yeah. Triangles happen in nature. There are more precise geometric shapes like every day in everything you see in nature than this one. Um, yeah, that was pretty bad. So do we want to talk about the local historians that have like spent so much time looking at this stuff? Well, I kind of will mention, so I watched some of this, this uh, Seymar Osmanagic. So he's a guy that goes around the world saying that he's finding pyramids. And I think he um, he's found one in Bosnia that he claims is 
like the the true one. Like he's like, oh my god, this is the, you know the, the absolute pyramid. And he he calls himself a doctor, but I think he's got a doctor. He's not an archaeological doctor or anything to do with that. He's a doctor. He got a doctorate in social sciences, and he's listed ever as like a business hand and marketer. So he's claimed he's found these pyramids, and then he's selling tickets to to go see them basically. And I watched a video of him and Gimpy. He's standing by the church, and there's a wall in the ch- at the church in town, which is kind of stacked rock. It's not, you know, uniform rocks. And that's one of the things that ancient historians always, historians always use is like, oh, you know, you only find these stacked rocks in ancient sites, yet you can find them everywhere in the world, even in cultures that have never stacked rocks like that. Yeah. And that's just one of those examples. And I think he's claiming that all the stone came from the Gimpy pyramid and that's why you see these kind of stacked rocks throughout Gimpy. but i think he also said we know who built the church it was like yeah. european settlers it's, it's been dated so it's not like it's a mystery but he's claiming it is yeah it's and, not an ancient church from yeah. before history it's a modern church it's made out and, of rocks and also like it's made out of bricks people you know, every time you're looking at this, it's, they, they show the footage of like, you know, those clumsily stacked, well, not clumsily stacked, just everything's not uniform and they're stacked to make a fence or a wall. And they're like, well, you know, how would this happen? Like, how could they find this in China and, you know, ancient uh, Maya, Maya and, and Africa? But it's just like, I don't know, people could stack rocks. Yeah. People people stack rocks a lot, even when they're not trying to make a wall. Well, <laughs> if you've got a bunch of, if you have a bunch of rocks. Yeah. How are you going to store them? Just everywhere? Yeah. Or in a stack? You put them in a stack. A uniform stack. So I think a lot of them have like quite sharp sides. But people could just, you can just wear down rock. Like if you find, you know, a softish rock, you can. You can wear it down. Yeah. Did you just, did you just mispronounce what I said? Yeah. Purposely. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So, and he said about the, uh, he wrote a book, I think. No, so someone refers to his work. Uh, this is from Wikipedia. Um, in an article in Archaeology, Archaeology, jeez, how do you say that? Archaeology? Archaeology. Archaeology. Uh, magazine, Beth Crampshaw refers to his book, uh, The World of the Maya, which suggests that the Maya were descendants of aliens from the Pleiades by way of Atlantis. Uh, he said they were perhaps those who were really picked up in spaceships by their mentors from the Pleiad... Plea- God, why can't I say things today? Pleiadians? Pleiadians star cluster, or perhaps they joined the Lords of the Galaxy and in pods of light set off on a journey with no return. Uh, they sh- the Mayans should be considered watchmakers of the cosmos, he says. And uh, yeah, so they built some pyramids and buggered off. Bug it off back to space. So some uh, psychics have been out to the pyramid. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of them is a guy called Michael English, a clairvoyant. Uh, when he went to the pyramid, he met a soldier in bronze armor and then two white-clad ladies on the summit. This is according to New Dawn magazine. Uh, one of them was blonde and wore a heavy gold necklace. She gave her name as Natala and said she was one of three such guardians. Uh, they'd lived on the pyramid, but when it was bombarded, uh, they'd elected to stay to try to protect it, but they had been unable to stop the damage to the pyramid. Oh. 
like I don't know if you're if you're on the gimpy pyramid, which I feel like we should reiterate, this is not a pyramid. It's just a bit of a hill. Yeah, um, <laughs> I reckon it doesn't look like even much of a hill either. I reckon if it's being bombarded, just fuck off for a bit. Take the weekend off from guarding it. Come back and guard what's left. Yeah, yeah. Someone, like there's probably someone else. If, if that's being bombarded, probably more significant sites are also being bombarded. So someone else might want to hand. Take the weekend off. Go help them at Uluru or whatever. And then come back and see what happens. So it was the Atlanteans that had bombarded it with their banana-shaped aircraft. Okay. And that was, that's possibly because the vortex on the top had been used to help spacecraft take off. So this was a taking out sort of enemy spacecraft right. from the bloody Atlanteans. And we know how efficient banana is as a spacecraft trope. Now, I know what you're thinking. <laughs> well, it doesn't, it doesn't matter in space, Salty. Oh, yeah, I suppose. It's all the same. So why not have a banana-shaped spacecraft? Now, I know what you're thinking, though. Michael English is just one clairvoyant. Mm, I was thinking that. <laughs> you're thinking, whatever. Uh, well, I've got a little uh, newsroom for you, mate. Uh, this has been backed up by a second source. Let's go to print. <laughs> and the second source? Uh, the, his account was corroborated by a clairvoyant, Richard Shah, who used psychometry long distance from Adelaide and confirmed this uh, tale of bombardment. Right. Mm. You feel like if something like that's going on, you take the weekend off and drive up, right? It's a bit of a drive from Adelaide to Gympie. Gympie. You know, I mean, fly up. You know, you'd, 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 you're in the same country. You're hearing of this incredible bomba- bombardment of an ancient site and you're a psychic that deals in that stuff. Maybe go have a look. Don't Maybe. remote in. Don't zo- I'm sure this happened pre-pandemic, so he didn't have to zoom it in. Yeah, he could have. He could have. He could have taken the little border crossing as a treat. If you have the power to read the past long distance from Adelaide, I think you would take advantage of it. I am curious oh, though yeah. how far his uh, reading can go. Like, can he just mm. read anywhere, or is he like stuck at like the the Brisbane line mm. as far as he can go? <laughs> Maybe the Gimpy Pyramid is blocking his. Like, you know, these powerful forces, you can only go to a certain point. Yeah. Uh, so I also saw there's a lot of the people say, claiming that it's written in, like, one of the Hindu kind of base texts, uh, Rama, Ramayana, which, you know, is kind of this epic story that, that uh, kind of like Homer's Odyssey kind of a thing where it's, you know, it kind of forms the basis for their religion as well. And the evidence that it's mentioned there is, like, it mentions there's an island with a tree, which they're like, oh, that could be Fraser Island because there's a tree on it. Yep. <laughs> and then... Could also be Australia, which is an island with a tree on it. That is 100% true. And then there's a massive structure to be found inland when you find that island, which I think it might line up with what we've already reiterated many times, not really much of a hill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in this in this version, it's a massive structure. And this, so, yeah, this is all tied in, and even the ancient uh, Hindu knew about it. They knew about Gimpy. Gimpy was on the map years before. Years before what? See, this is the thing. Gimpy's not even really on the map now. What has Gimpy mm. got to say for itself? <laughs> uh, what is Gimpy known for? It's famous for, its, it's famous for its goldfield and for its pyramid. Yeah. 
The, I also watched um, the Gimpy Pyramid featuring doctors JJ and Desiree Hurtak. Mm, I would like to see their credentials. Uh, yeah, are these, real, are these real doctors? I didn't actually look that up. I kind of got sidetracked on their YouTube channel because they've got a few of these. And they've also, there was one video which wasn't them. It was just some hippies going out into some salt, uh, like a salt lake in Melbourne, in Australia somewhere, and set up a little like card table with a white tablecloth and a little laptop to play some tunes and then just have a good vibes. Uh, that was pretty fun to watch. But these guys, were all, they're all about the energy grid lines and they reckon Gimpy is right on one. And that pyramid is right on one. Right, oh. bang on the line. On yeah, the line. They, they haven't. They didn't show the lines. They just said that they existed. <laughs> you know, we were doing a grid of all these uh, sites, and it's going to show. You know, it's going to prove that the, these energy lines exist. But put up or shut up, because that was a couple of years mm-hmm. ago. And they still haven't shown us. Are they just proving that two lines? Can be connected by a straight line. I reckon they're probably going to be proving that two light two points can be connected by a straight line. <laughs> I want to retract my uh, Gimpy slamming from just before the mm. the Amity affliction from Gimpy. One of the guys from that band follows me on Twitter. So, oh, Gim- you've you just burned the Amity affliction. Yeah. Gimpy's all right by me. Yeah, right. I still got the Gimpy muster. Come on, this I've is never true. heard of the Gimpy muster. Like the fucking Tamworth of Queensland. Yeah, right. Gimpy muster. I only I only on a one muster, and that's the Denny Ute muster. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's pretty good. Lazy show there. Uh, all right, sovereign citizens. Wait, wait. Uh, Before we get to that, should we talk about what the what it actually is? What is it? Is so it a hill? <laughs> it's just a hill. But this is the thing, right? So the, there's a bunch of local historians. Uh, there's one whose name is I want to say. Ellen, Elaine Brown is a Gimpy historian. She's actually gone to some effort to work out what the go is with the Gimpy pyramid. Mm. And like, she's one of the things she did was she went back and found like diary entries from early settlers where basically they move in and they're like, so I'm at the site of the Gimpy pyramid, which is nice and flat. Uh, (laughs) no, No pyramids here, certainly no hills. Just a, just a bit of a rocky ridge. Uh, let's call this place Rocky Ridge. Uh, but we certainly wouldn't call it Pyramid Ridge because there are no pyramids here. Couldn't it? <laughs> This particular location couldn't be flatter is basically the gist of what they write, which does suggest <laughs> that perhaps the Gimpy Pyramid was not there in ancient times. No. Because <laughs> uh, this isn't like the uh, 1800s. Later on... Uh, Italian migrants move into the area and set up a vineyard. And oh, they yep. have a little bit of uh, a, a vi- some sort of vineyard hill, some sort of agri- ar- irrigation yeah, doodalaki. Like yeah. Terraced. Yeah. Terraced a, hill. A terraced hill, which is what it is. So I did see someone trying to disprove that and be like, well, and I, I wasn't really paying full attention. I'm like, why is she talking about wineries in Italy right now? Uh, and she, I can't remember who debunking for it. I think it was maybe that you know a lot of these rocks predate Italian migration. But well, ro- I would rocks, say almost every rock in Australia yeah. predates Italian migration. Yeah, yeah. Almost every rock, in fact, and every rock. Rocks can be moved. Mm. You know, people just don't find rocks and not move them. Like, oh my god, this is probably an ancient structure. I'm not going to move these rocks. Yeah, you know, I'm going to. I've got all these rocks lying around my vineyard. I'm going to stack them up. 
like these if you believe in the pyramid then you have to believe that rocks can be moved because there are no rocks on it mm. <laughs> there are no rocks on it <laughs> uh the one of the things i like about uh elaine uh, brown's research is she goes a lot into this miner who owned the land john william cowper and I like this completely unnecessary burn that she includes in some of her history about it. She's like, at some point, this guy just started calling himself a, a PhD. So he's just like, <laughs> he's just like these cooked doctors. He just one day he's just like, oh, by the way, I'm Doctor Cowper. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Okay, that's a good explanation. It makes sense why there is some, you know, some ridge lines that look like they've been modified slightly. Also, so the Gimpy Ape, the explanation mm. for that is uh, it was just Chinese gold prospectors like mucking around. <laughs> right. <laughs> Making a little statue. Um, do we want to talk about sovereign citizens now, Cam? Well, okay. Could we, let's talk about the legitimate indigenous thing okay. first. Because so you, you mentioned at the, at the top that there's they want to put a road through. Yeah. And so there is... Apparently, a genuine indigenous sacred site there. So they found like uh, all of this evidence that, uh, like, the area was used for grinding uh, grain. Uh, there's all of these like uh, gr- grinding grooves on the rocky ridge where people have been grinding stuff. And the government's like, uh, it's not that important. And some other people are like, yeah, there's a lot more grinding grooves than we normally see. Uh, maybe we need to just press pause on this road for a second. So this is the whole thing. Yeah, so... I would say, I th- very importantly, th- though, they don't give a shit about the Gimpy Pyramid. Yeah. Because <laughs> no. they're like, yeah. the Gimpy Pyramid doesn't feature in any of our uh, sacred... Like, in any of our stories, which go back a fair way. Also, this is where it kind of gets complicated, though, because they... I, I One of the articles I read was like you know, this is talking about the sovereign citizens that have moved in mm. to try and hijack all this. And they're like the, so the Cubby, Cubby, Cabby, Cabby First Nations um, have been like working with the government and go, they've kind of like, yeah, no, we, we're pretty satisfied that this road is, you know, going to be in the right place. And these other people are charlatans. And these the sovereign citizens are like, nah, this is completely wrong. We're the, we're the ones that own it. They're, they're not actually Indigenous people. So I think... And because it's really confusing, because the sovereign citizens are waving indigenous flags and they they give themselves indigenous names, it's hard to know where you know who's actually doing something good and who's completely cooked. Yeah. So there is this group that say we don't think this road should go through here because this area over here, which is like on the other side of the train tracks to the Gimpy Pyramid, yeah, they're like this bit over here is sacred. Uh, it was used for all sorts of things. Uh, so we'd prefer that that didn't get ripped up to put a road in. Mm. Roads mm. can also you know, go around things. Uh, that, But then there is this other group that have been like, we need to protect our sacred gimpy pyramid. Yeah. Uh, and those are the, I think, the super dodgy ones. <laughs> and if you look on like, um, well, I was the admin of Save Our Gimpy Pyramid, which then also has uh, Jackie Kundu, which is like the indigenous name as well mm. uh the admin of that group has uh i trust my immune system <laughs> as <Yeah>. his profile <laughs> picture 
And I can see that uh, he's a member of the Facebook group Astral Projection Lessons. Mm. Wow. What's his name? Uh, Bob Fordham. Okay. I don't Because the group that are doing most of the protesting is led by Gary Tomlinson, who also uh, goes by the name Whit, Whit Booker. And a quick Google of him, uh, he has been in trouble a lot over the years. One time he broke into the, in 2016, uh, he broke into the council offices to tell them he was uh, evicting the council. And then the mayor punched him in the face and broke his nose. (laughs) Jesus. Um, But he's, you know, it's classic sovereign citizen stuff. You know, we are in charge. No one recognizes, uh, you know, you, you can't tell us what to do. And, that went to court, uh, and he got done. He got, I think, sentenced to um, like for disrespect in the court or something because he laughed at the judge, and the judge is like, "No, nah, can you not laugh?" And he said, "It's a free world." And he said, "You get over there and pointed to the dock. It's not that you know you're not that free. Get over there to the dock." And the guy said, "This is genocide," <laughs> and then he was convicted. <laughs> uh, he's also been. Yeah, the local Indigenous elders have called him out and been like, can you just not do this, yeah. any of this? <laughs> and there's another guy, he shared something from another guy called David Cole, who seems to be a really similar guy. Yeah, he's just, um, he was just arrested the other day. I was watching him getting arrested. <laughs> okay, so he's doing some really hardcore anti-vax things at the moment. And again, Indigenous elders are like, can you just not do any of this? But he was like, in 2009, he had a really glowing write-up in, in the ABC for, you know, some of the work he's doing in remote communities. Uh, and now it's just all like, this guy is really, really bad. <laughs> Straight sovereign citizen, anti-vax, getting people in trouble. Yeah, so he's um he's up in the NT. So if you saw like the anti-vax protests in mm. Darwin the other day, mm. he was involved in them. But he also, he got like arrested at the airport because he wouldn't wear a mask. Yeah, right. But some of the policing of uh, that the anti-vax protest up in Darwin was really weird. There was a whole thing where I fe- I feel like it was some of the indigenous people were like, "Can you like tell these people to at least put the masks on or to like just move slightly apart?" And the cops were like, "Oh, well, we talked to someone and who said that it had been given permission by like the local elders." And then the local elders like, we never told anyone this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the original Sovereign Tribal Federation is sort of one of these groups that um, it is like a bit of a combination of actual Indigenous people and also just white people fucking causing trouble. <laughs> mm, mm. And I don't know, it always, it makes me like super uncomfortable that uh they're taking advantage of the fact that there are a bunch of people who statistically uh, have worse outcomes in the carceral system in Mm. this country Mm. and making it more likely that they will engage with that by telling them this dumb sovereign citizenship. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's really bad. And, you know, even it just muddies the water as well for, like, trying to understand... You know, legitimate land claims. Like these people are making land claims. Yeah. As pretending or faking their indigenous heritage or, you know, whatever. Uh, but yeah. It, 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 For someone making a legitimate land claim, then it's sort of tainted by the fact that you've got these dickheads doing this. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But also, there are 
you know, you might have someone who has a legitimate land claim, and I'd say that lots of Indigenous people have legitimate land claims, but you're not going to get your land claim through by yelling at a judge about the Magna Carta. <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever tried it? No, this is true. Um, yeah. So I guess the, the latest update, um, so I did find, I found the quotes, this is from the Courier Mail, uh, about the road. And these claims have been thoroughly investigated by multiple cultural heritage experts and the Kabi Kabi First Nation traditional owner group, as well as registered Aboriginal party and native title holders. Uh, investigations found no tangible evidence of Aboriginal cultural heritage uh, at the Rocky Ridge. Discussions with the traditional owners has confirmed there is no evidence of uh, intangible cultural heritage either. Unfortunately, there have been misleading claims made on social media designed to ignore this important and long-term work with traditional owners and promote misinformation. So I think the road's going ahead, uh, but the sovereigntists were being arrested like two days ago, I think, over it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the Gimpy Pyramid, huh? The Gimpy Pyramid. So, but I, th- I feel like there might actually be like some legitimate thing there, but it just gets it's muddied by the fact that you have these other clowns talking about the pyramid. Yeah. Like, these people are like, we're nothing to do with the pyramid. That seems like a completely separate thing. They're, yeah. a, they're a separate group to the sovereign citizens. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, and that's what kind of made this one tricky because you're like, well, which one do you believe? <laughs> you seem cooked. What side are you on? Gimpy yeah. Pyramid. Gimpy Pyramid. I, there are kind of cooler looking pyramids in, in Australia that are less famous. There's the Ken's Pyramid, uh, which is a kind of a cool mountain that legitimately looks like a cool pyramid. <laughs> Uh, and there's another one that I think some dude's made on a farm just out of rocks. That's pretty cool too. Yeah. If you're going to have a pyramid, let's, yes, spruce it up a little bit. You can't just have half a hill. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Here we go, eh? All right. Uh, if people want to find us, they can do so on Twitter, Hypothepod. We're on Facebook. Uh, we are on Patreon. Thank you to Tammy, our cook $33 sponsor. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Salty, where can they find you, champ? Oh, mate, at Saltmarsh on Instagram and Twitter and The Salt on Twitch. That's, that'll do. Robbo, sure. where can they get you? Uh, at Isle of a Time for the moment. There you go. And soon, uh, do you have like another Instagram that you wanted to plug again? Oh, I'm not plugging that just yet. We'll just uh, hold off until we get the, the logo all finalised. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Got some uh, cool stuff to, to roll out, but I yeah, guess sorry, you know. I've got to finish drawing that. Um, and you can find me <laughs> at Sextonheimer on Twitter. Uh, I gather around me and yeah, nah, pass around for my other sort of uh, audio adventures. Excellent. Mm. All righty. Bye. Bye bye. Don't worry about a thing, except if all our world leaders are alien reptilians. supply contains mind-altering drugs don't worry about a thing except whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation in which to disarm Australia I said don't worry about a thing I accept you can definitely hear John Lennon say I buried Paul at the end of Strawberry Fields forever don't worry 
except not only did Bush do 9-11, but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51, which let's not forget where all the aliens are. Don't worry about a thing, except Donald Trump is clearly a woman and you're just blind if you can't see them. Why don't you open your...